0: if you're in a season where you need to be encouraged to step into new opportunities, maybe you've been spinning your reels and you want to get the next project done, the book or starting the podcast, starting a new brand, this is the episode for you. It's so inspiring. It's full of so many tidbits and so many juicy, juicy details from my author's journey throughout her life so far. So I can't wait to share it with you. Hey there, today's episode is going to be epic. I have a great interview lined up that I'm going to share today. This person is an author of multiple books. She started a beverage and lifestyle brand company. She was an Olympic athlete. She's just done so many things. She keeps moving forward. She keeps stepping into new opportunities. And honestly, she is just so impressive and like she shares with us in the episode, she just, you know, that she says success is not a straight line. You just have to keep moving forward and find your joy and purpose and be positive and have find that spark that lights you up. So take a listen. I can't wait to share this with you. Hey, beautiful friend. Welcome to business and breakthroughs. I created this podcast so that I can help you step into your God-given purpose, monetize your gifts through an online business, and help you create consistent income and have more impact in your home and in the world. I'm Kristen, an online traffic growth coach and faith-led entrepreneur that has a heart to encourage and uplift other people in their businesses and at home. Who built an online brand that reached millions of people. I've worked in online marketing for over 20 years. And I know how frustrating it was to work so hard and feel like I wasn't seeing more engagement, opportunities or leads until I learned to optimize my online presence. If you're ready to grow your business so you'll have more impact in the world and you'll be following the purpose that's been put upon your life, then grab your notebook and pen and let's get going. Hi, today on the show, I would like to welcome welcome Lisa Schauber. She is a mindset empowerment strategist. She's an Olympic athlete. She's the author of several books One is Max Amerigold, the first in that book series. She's also the author of Unforgettable, which is a fiction book about becoming the person everyone remembers. It helps with empowerment and going after what you really want. She's also a businesswoman. She has started a beverage brand called Hulu Girl, and she has done so many other inspiring and amazing things in her life. I would like to welcome her. Welcome, Lisa. Hi, how are you? I'm so good. I'm excited for this conversation. I love how you help people and I love that you have done so many different things and that you continue to have these big goals for yourself and your life and how you step into your purpose and want to have impact in the world. So I'm looking forward to this conversation. Can you start off with just telling us about your journey as an Olympian and all the other cool things you've done up until you launching a brand, you know, beverage brand and then starting writing books and publishing them and then helping people in their businesses and their personal lives.
1: I was, my mom was a music teacher and so she, I did, I did the ballet, the violin, you know, that whole new piano, the whole music and dance kind of a thing a little bit, but I just wanted to be outside outdoors. Cause I remember walking by school every day and cause I went to the private school. And so there was a public school that I'd walk by and, and they were over there playing softball. And I go, that looks like fun. So I finally begged her and she let me start playing. And and that was it. I was hooked. That was, I mean, I played lots of sports, but that was the main sport that I definitely went on to 1996 in the Olympics. And it's just an amazing journey uh, I started playing, and I was on the first junior olympic team and and there were some issues there. It's all politics and adults, unfortunately, but mm. um, I never actually made it there. They kind of I was the winning pitcher, and they wanted me to continue on. but you never know, maybe it was all meant to be. I'm sure it was because years years later, when I was in college, I met uh, a woman who was my coach at Cal Berkeley, and she played for Puerto Rico, and she kind of she was, she knew I was kind of in a funk. Cause I was like, there was a year I switched from uh, Texas A&M to UC Berkeley and you have to redshirt, you know what I mean? And I wasn't yeah. doing anything. And I was in a little funk and that was kind of how she was kind of bringing me out of it because of uh-huh. course, ultimately she wanted me to play Cal softball the next year, but she invited me to go back East and, and play on the team with her, you know, and I didn't know it was a tryout, but kind of like a tryout. And next thing you know, I'm on the Puerto Rican national softball team. And, mm. and, um, Preparing to go to the Olympics, it was supposed to be in the Olympics in '88, but then, of course, in '87—not of course, but in '87—it was it was canceled, and so I figured, up oh, there's my Olympic dreams. Move on, right? Start start your teaching. Start. I was a teacher. I was an administrator. Um, I went into financial planning, um, and then somewhere in that time frame, uh, Colorado Silver Bullets uh, came out, which was a first women's professional baseball team and my husband had never seen me play softball but he knew that i had and he goes you should go try out for that so i did and when i was on the team one of the times we were in oakland at the oakland uh, coliseum and they were broadcasting a radio show all the way down that was getting uh to puerto rico and they heard my name i was lisa martinez is my maiden name and they heard my name and go oh i wonder if that's the same one and they call me up and they say hey it's going to be in olympics it, it was 95 right so hey it's going to be in the olympics do you want to play. And I'm like, uh, uh okay. Um, so I was like, I thought my Olympic dreams were like eight, nine years ago, right? Never to come back. But there they were. And I, I got ready. I had to have shoulder surgery in February of that year. So I wasn't quite wow. sure I was going to make it. But I, I wasn't able to do anything but pitch. Normally, I play pitcher outfield, and I would hit and all that. But no, I only was able to go to the to the mound and pitch, but hey, that's all that's, that's all I needed. I got into the Olympics mm. and it was an amazing experience. We were in Atlanta that year. Mm, um, awesome. yeah. But just the hard work and and grabbing that opportunity when it does come up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, sometimes people don't recognize the opportunities or they're afraid to say yes and and you've got to give yourself permission or you've got to just grab that opportunity because I knew that that was something that I had always wanted to do. And it doesn't mm-hmm. always come around once, twice, three times. Oh my God. I mean, things that happened along the way, but wow. here it, you know, Because and at that time I was 32 in the, at the Olympics, I had a birthday and, you know, I knew that was probably never going to happen again. So
0: uh-huh. gotta that's grab amazing.
1: It. So from there, you, I mean, that's already quite a bit, like you
0: said, you were, the story of the Olympics were weaving in and out of your life. And then you actually got to go to the games. So what happened then you got back from the Olympics and then did you start, were you an administrator then, or what did you step into then?
1: Um, let's see, that was 96. So, so I think I stepped into being an administrator right after that. So I was like, long. Well, I'm old enough. Oh, <laughs> it was a long time yeah. ago, but I think I stepped, stepped right into being an administrator. And then I went back into the classroom. But I just, I just kind of knew there was something else for me. And that's mm-hmm. when I started a gentleman that wanted to do some retirement planning for myself. We were talking and I'm, he goes, cause I was a math teacher and, you know, numbers person and he goes, well, why don't you do this? And I'm like, ah, I don't know. So then I started following him around because I was a teacher. So I had to do it on the weekends or in the evenings mm-hmm. and take classes and, and And they kept trying to say, they go, quit your job, quit your job. You're going to be great. You're going to be great. And I'm like, no, I was like hesitant. No, I've got, I've got my health insurance. I've got my, in retrospect, I should have like jumped it a year earlier or something. Right. And they go, we'll pay you even a salary. You know what I mean? And I said, no, 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 I'll just do it my way. I'll just keep doing it part time.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: And then along the way, I, got into it full time and, and absolutely loved being an entrepreneur. I mean, I loved teaching and I loved education. I love helping students and Uh I love how they grow. And sometimes the bureaucracy of the school district, or just trying to reach the parents for support. Sometimes that Uh weighs you down. I mean, that's only some of the things that weigh you down as a teacher, but, um, so it was nice to be out on my own and, you know, you can kind of pick and choose who you work with. You can Be that positive person. I'm still teaching. I'm still educating. I'm still helping. But now it's just in a different arena. But as we went into it, we went on. My husband and I love to go to Hawaii. We've been there. I don't even know how many times. Different Uh all the islands. And we were on a trip and we went to Mama's Fish House on Maui. And we were because one of my girlfriends said, oh, you're going to go over here. You got to go to Mama's Fish House. It's on the way. So we stopped at Mama's Fish House. And there it was. The original Mai Tai is created from Trader Vic. And we're like, huh, the restaurant. And so we go, well, we have to try it. So we try it. And my husband goes, here is, you won't probably like this. And I took a sip on go. Oh my God. You know how you get the chills because something is so strong. Yeah. I said, why can't they make a drink that tastes good? Mm-hmm. I mean, it still has alcohol, but tastes good. I mean, it's, I mean, I love salsa and I love spicy food, but we don't need to burn the throat completely and not get the flavor <laughs> of the food. Right. So why yeah. can't we have something that tastes good? And as an alcohol and fun. So yeah. that's how Hula Girl emerged. So we went around all the islands and all the bartenders at that point and trying their favorite drinks and then coming home and doing the same thing. And and that's how it, it came about. We launched and we went, uh, I didn't know it was gonna be talked about Hula Girl, but uh we launched it and we got into Bevmo and we're moving forward. We were supposed to uh move on and get some partners along the way that kind of fell apart. And we were going to revamp the brand and maybe make a light version. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody likes lighter alcohol or lighter calories. Right. So, Uh um, and as we were doing that, just, and then things just kind of happened and we kind of stopped the economy went bad and we were just a little company in this big pool of, yeah, Jose Cuervo, uh, you know, Sean Donner, you know, all the alcohols, the big boys out there. Right. So we just kind of put it on pause for a while, but we have come back and we are doing it again. We have reformulated and done a, what we call a hula girl sparkling spirit and revamped our brand and logo. But COVID hit, it's just, it's just life happens sometimes, yeah. hit, but sometimes you've got to be able to that's right. Pivot. Success, success is not a straight line. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I mean, it's never a straight line. I mean, it's right. like, it could be like <laughs> until you get there, right? All these weaves and corners. So you've got to be able to shift and and um cans all, you know, everything was in a can all of a sudden yes. people were taking things home. So the cost of the cans, uh, you know, more than double, they were like started at 15 cents and 20 cents and 25 cents. I mean, at 40 cents, it just kept, oh my God. And then yeah. trying to get line time. If you weren't Coca-Cola or if you weren't, you know, somebody big i mean you couldn't you weren't going to do like three million cans or something you know and that's like ah okay well you know let's go ahead we think we have an awesome brand we always thought that so we started off with fashion first so we're actually right now in production of um our hula girl brand flip flops and beach towels and awesome shirts we're starting that way first yeah Um, but people as we've done that are interested in asking about the alcohol so Mm -hmm. you know it, it may come it'll come about, it'll happen, yeah, um, yeah. along the way. So I've been doing that, but, I, as life would have it, when the economy did go bad, I did go back into teaching again. Uh-huh. Um, so I started, uh, teaching and even prior to that, because let's go back a step. Yeah, I, the economy went bad. I wasn't, Kind of doing anything. I was doing financial planning a little bit. I do taxes this time of year for some of my clients a little bit, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like what I was doing, and and um, so I kind of got a little funk. And we we rescue animals all the time. We always have. We have tons Uh of cats, dogs around here. But we one of our tenants, we had um, a rental property, and one of our tenants literally was checking out on July fifth, leaving, and we're giving the keys, and there they had their dog in a crate sitting in the driveway. Uh, do you want a dog? I'm like, we're thinking, oh, what are you going to leave this dog here and you're not going to take him? Right. Uh, it was, we said, yes, we'll take him, you know. Yeah. And, and next thing you know, I mean, I was, I had already found somebody that maybe wanted to, you know, adopt him. And the mom was going to come over the weekend, but she never came. And that was it. He was, mine. Yeah, I get <laughs> he was that. mine. I get that. He was mine, and he's he just kind of saved my life during that time, and and he's still here. He's usually underneath my desk, but I he's with my husband just in case he got excited and made a woof. I decided yeah. to keep out for now. But having been an Olympic athlete, I wanted to do something fun and exciting, and so I said, "What's that sport called that dogs do?" Oh, agility! You know where they yeah. do the poles yeah. and did that. Loved it. Had uh-huh. fun. It Was the best. I mean you bond with your animals, but when you do something like a training or an agility or something like that, you even bond even more. Uh-huh. And I mean, so I was, and I started teaching now. So I was doing agility after school and agility tournaments on the weekends, you know, and, but he's got a little, then that's how Max and Marigold the book came about because yes. I wanted to share him. Well, first I wanted to share him to the world. I was on a, Going down to San Diego probably for some in the summertime for some financial uh-huh. planning thing. And and I'm looking, and it's like, oh, tuna melts my heart, or you know, it was like a book um about this dog and on an Instagram. And I'm like, uh-huh. I can do that. Right. I mean, I can do that. I go, what is Instagram? I mean, I'm like, so I'm getting my phone and I go, like, oh, it's an app, and you have to do all these things. It was it was a journey learning all that stuff. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. A, a thousand followers, 10,000. Oh my god, you know, yeah. and then on Facebook yeah. and So he, I just wanted to share it because as when we drive along, he's got one ear up and one ear down Mm -hmm. and it's always like that. And he's always kind of got a smile and he's always sitting on my lap at stoplights and he's looking out the window and people are going by, go, Oh my God, they're laughing. Oh, he's got a one ear up and they're rolling down the window. What's his name? And the police commenting and asking me and talking to me, it's, it's hilarious. So I go, you know what? He makes people smile. So let's share it just a little step further. So I didn't know what I was doing, but I said I want to write a book. Oh, I want to write a children's book. Oh, I want to write a chapter book. I'm not going to do it. I don't draw, so I'm not going to be you know a a picture book. Yeah, I said, I said I can hire somebody to do that. Um, You know, and so I I created this little fun, exciting adventure, which still incorporated a lot of the things that I've been doing all of my life: just positivity, determination, you know, just all of the things that you need to. Fail forward fast. Take that next right. step. Being able to uh-huh. pivot, as you would say, you know, yeah. because success is not a straight line. How we journey, you know, through life, it it has its curves and bends. And you, and then when an opportunity, you know, hits and there's like a fork in the road, you got to be able to pivot to that next, you know, fork. So I I wrote the book and I wanted to share an adventure with children, but give them something. And I that was a whole nother journey trying mm-hmm. to go into New York and pitching it to agents and publishers and I mean I've had it's been very interesting the last 5 or 6 years actually but yeah. um uh but there was some things that happened along the way there too right things didn't right. go as what you wanted so uh, when I was at an entrepreneur I was at as at a conference uh with other entrepreneurs my husband had met uh this gentleman that was a publisher and and they were just talking and next thing you know we're on the phone with his partner who did the children's kind of division and they're going, Oh my God, we, we love it. I was already looking up some things about you and Oh, we love this book, but you know, you're going to need to add a a young girl because we're going to pitch this to school districts because Uh you know, Uh let's think bigger. I'm like, okay, I I can think bigger. So let's do that. So I, I pivoted and, and um, but I had to have their help in re-editing everything because I, I couldn't see the forest for the trees. What do you mean you want to add a character? What do you mean? I was like, how do you, you know, I'd already done everything. It was complete in my head. So, yeah. but it was amazing how actually simple it was. And, and we did it and, and I'm so excited. It just launched yesterday on oh, Amazon. Congratulations! Yeah. So that it was, it was just uh, fun. And so it was weird. I, I'd, I'd written three books, so that's the first one to come out, but we have to re-edit and re, you know, vision and release the second and third book. And I thought I was going to do a fourth book and maybe more. And as we're going along and COVID is happening and I'm thinking, wow, just nothing's happening. You know, school districts are shut down. Yeah. You know, my life isn't moving where I want it to. I wanted to, you know, yeah, the school districts and go speak to children and, classrooms hmm. and share max and the whole thing because he's not getting any younger he's gonna be right. 12 in May oh, yeah uh, yeah and when I started this was probably it was like only eight or something and nine and I'm like okay he's a little dog he's gonna make it we're gonna get there but <laughs> um, but as we're going along I'm thinking when I went and talked to some of the uh, agents uh, and publishers originally to pitch my book a couple of them said well hey if you wrote a story about a young girl being, you know, wanting to play softball and wanting to go to the Olympics, you write that one and you come back to me, I'll remember you. And I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. so I go, do I really want to do that? Do I want to do a memoir? I kind of started writing a memoir and I'm like, "Mm, I don't want to do that either. So the Mm -hmm. next thing you know, it's just, it kind of just evolved through this whole thing is how do you become unforgettable? How do you move forward in your life? How do you become that, that person that, is that maybe that shining light or that positivity right. for other people to help other people even move forward. Mm-hmm. And and then it was like, well, I don't really want to make it a a nonfiction book. It's just like another thing out there. So I it was I we we weaved a story into yeah. it to make it fun and a little exciting and and maybe a little romance in there, not a lot, but just a right. little, you know, but it was uh it was fun. That was a fun experience. I think I'm done for writing for right now because you've got to focus and coming back yeah. to all of this. You've got to focus on one thing at a time. I know right. I'm doing a lot of different things, but I'm, I've, I've lived a long enough life already. I've, I've, you know, I've spent my time, but I know that I can get great ideas in my head and I can maybe distract myself. Right. So one of the thing that yes. I have to do is you really need to focus on, you know, maybe one or two things at a time, get that done. So my focus I've just been on it and on the people that are supposed to be helping me, you know, let's get going, let's get this, you know, these books out. So I focused on that and they're done. Now, my next focus is to uh, launch my five rings of success um, webinar and, and all the things that go that way to, you know, get my foot out there to start slowly sharing with everybody. Um, Yeah that's those kind of mindset skills and positivity and all the things that you need to do to, to move forward.
0: Mm, I love that. And yeah, so much, but to your point, you weren't doing, you're not doing all these things at one time. Like you said, some of them can overlap, of course, but you know, you weren't in an Olymp- you weren't um, doing your sports and Olympic uh, athlete time frame when you were writing the books, when you were, you know, doing the financial planning and launching Hulu girl. Right. So, Like you said, each of those is taking you on a journey and some of them can overlap, but you have to, like you just said, you have to pause some of the things or have someone else helping with them so that you can then finish the next project or launch the next brand or release the next book or whatever it might be. You know, Mm -hmm. so I think that is an important point to make that we can do lots of things, but we have to... Have one kind of running or know that it's not our main thing right now and then step into the time it's going to take to to do the next project. So one thing I want to ask you is, I think one thing that you have gotten really good at is kind of having a vision for what you want to accomplish or at least what you want to accomplish next or in the next time frame, right? But a lot of people, I think we get stuck, especially for solopreneurs or small business owners we get stuck sometimes in such the daily production, you know, of trying just to run something or build something that we don't maybe revisit. Is our vision big enough? You know, is it, is it really our big vision for our life or for our brand or our company? And then how do we, how often should we revisit that? And are we, what are we assessing it against? How are we making sure that whatever we're putting out in the world is what we want it to be and that we're not hiding, if you will, or we're not playing too small. So what would you share with us about that?
1: Well, I'm looking at a vision board that I've created and I uh-huh. update every, I mean, and I made my students, I taught high school, my most uh-huh. recent, I, mean, I just uh, retired because a lot of things have happened. My mom broke her hip and just a lot of things have happened in the last six to 12 months, uh-huh. um, which caused a few things, but I make my students do a vision board, a dream. I could, for them, I used to call it dream it, wish it, do it, something like that. Uh-huh. And, um, And I would make them go through the steps that would make them write things about themselves, like pick the word that most describes you. And if there's more than one word, you can write other words, but you know, focus on that. And it's amazing, it's amazing what comes out. And then, you know, it can be stick figures, you don't have to be an artist. And I said, Look, I don't draw, I said, I can put words down, or I'll Google a picture and I'll print it out and paste it on there. I said, Or it could be real life photographs. So if you want to become And so it was amazing what came out, that they wanted to be a teacher. This is their hobby. They wanted to be a photographer. I'm going to do this job first, but I'm going to be a photographer, you know, on the side. But ultimately, that's going to be my business. It was just, it was amazing what comes out. And you have to see it. I mean, I see it. I walk by it. I can see it from my desk right now, Mm -hmm. what's going on. And, you know, I might need to change one or two things on there because that's not my vision anymore. I had hurt my back. Been an athlete all my life, and and so I've kind of torn up my body with all things that I've done, and and I was playing tennis. That's how I met my husband, Mm -hmm. Um, and we played tennis and we played competitively, and it got to a point where I couldn't even play tennis anymore, Mm -hmm. and that was on my dream board to start playing tennis, and that's fine. It still might be on there, but it's not it's not the dream anymore because what had happened over the time. And I started to mention this earlier to you, Mm -hmm. is I started ballroom dancing. Yeah. And what an amazing thing. It's something I just I watch dancing with the stars. I do all you know fun thing. And I've always wanted to take dance lessons. And I couldn't quite get my husband to to do it because he's so into tennis. And if it's a choice between the two for exercise, I'm gonna play tennis. Okay. Mm So and then I just and this is several years. This is many years actually. We've been married. 26 years already. So, I mean, this is off and on over the years I've been wanting to do things. And, and this is one of those things that just kind of got put by the wayside. Yeah. And I had um, I a coach and mentors and, and one of them said, just gave my permission because as I mentioned briefly, my mom had fractured her knee last May and that was minor. We got her over it, you know, mm-hmm. and then, and then, um, but I still need to take care of her. And then uh, she broke her hip and that was just, Oh my goodness. That was a whole experience. And yeah. so the stress levels were going up and I'm supposed to be doing all these things, launching these books. And I right. got behind again. And, and because you're taking care of a parent, I'm thinking about writing a book about that one. Mm-hmm, holy moly, uh-huh. you can't believe some of the stuff that's happening. But anyway, yeah. uh, that's a, a whole other adventure. But uh, <laughs> one of my mentors said, you know what, just, you need to give some time. You need to find some joy. Yeah. And I believe that we all need to find that joy and yeah. that purpose in our life. And you need to find that joy because if you're just mold, you just that monkeys on your back and everything's yep. weighing you down. How can you be positive about something? You have to find that one thing that just kind of like that spark inside of you, right? Yes. And yes. that gets you going. And and for me, that was ballroom dancing. So I called them up. I think I called Arthur Murray up, and I said. Tell me a little bit, oh come on down, come get a free lesson. And I did. And then what do you like and enjoy? And next thing you know, I'm taking, you know, a lesson once or twice a week. It's only 45 minutes, but I just loved it. Now during this time, I was feeling a little guilty because my mom Mm -hmm. had broken her hip and she's not moving. And and I'm like, oh, do I tell her? Do I tell her I don't want her to feel bad because she can't move? That's just my my one little small negative mindset going on. Yes. I, no, I, I can't, I can't lie. And I can't keep things. Mom, guess what I started doing? Uh-huh. I said, you know, I can't come over right this, this one hour. I can't come over. Cause I'm, this is what I'm doing. I started ballroom dancing. Well, just, you know, it opened up the door. I mean, it's amazing. Uh-huh. Just that opened up the door. My father wasn't around. They divorced when I was six months old. And I found out that he taught ballroom dance lessons at Arthur Murray. Holy moly. I mean, I think it was just like in my blood. I was like, I really wanted to do it. And even my husband says, I, I, you're more Latin dance kind of a thing, you know? So it's cause he's seen me dance now. So it's mm-hmm. funny. And he's taken a couple of dance lessons now. Mind you, it was country Western. I had to get him uh, going, but, uh, but you know, that's just sparks the joy in me to keep moving forward, to get through the, yeah. Sometimes the muck in the world that we have to deal with. We sometimes oh. have to wade through some mm-hmm. stuff, but but you gotta keep taking a step forward. This is I, I always talk about you've got to keep taking that step forward almost sometimes in any direction, but just keep moving forward because yeah. if you don't, then you get stuck and you sink into that quicksand. Mm-hmm. But if you keep moving forward, you're gonna keep moving. And then next thing you know, oh, you might be doing two or three steps forward. Next thing. Ooh, yeah. Ten steps, and and you're out of the muck, and you're running on the beach, or going snow skiing, or ballroom dancing, or whatever. Starting right. that new business that you wanted. Yeah, um, I think
0: it's so important. I think a lot of people, we one, we don't realize that we have a lot more control over our life and our schedules than we do. We think, oh, I'm so overwhelmed, I'm so busy. But if we actually just would take a minute, or a day, or a week, however long, to really say, wait, how much of this could I actually? impact? Could I change? And how much of it am I just putting on myself because I'm not asking for help or I'm not trying to get, you know, if you have kids, it's like, well, why aren't you carpooling with someone else? Because you're like, I'm busy every second, right? Well, is there a way to maybe pare that down, you know, or if you're single or, you know, you're married, don't have kids, it's like, well, are you spending all of us, but spending a lot of time in it on entertainment when we could be doing something else that might bring joy? So a lot of times we're not actually assessing, you know, what is it we're doing and where are we maybe overwhelmed and where are we not fitting in things that we keep saying, gosh, I'd really love to, right? Learn to play an instrument or dance. I think it's so important that people continue to figure out, like you said, what'll bring me joy? What have I maybe put on pause or have never done, that I've wanted to do it, you know, and so many people talk about this, but don't wait till you were, we aren't able to do these things or don't wait till the end of life to go, gosh, I had all these things I want to do that I didn't do. Right. That's one of the regrets of the dying is, you know, do the things now. Don't wait. We don't know how much time we have. We don't know if, if we'll be able to do them, you know, in a week, a month, a year, 10 years, 20 years, because no, we don't know our future. Right. And so I think it's so important. And I know I've found this and I'm sure you have. If I just work, 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 work and hustle, hustle, I start not feeling that creative energy. I don't feel that flow. And I find I start being less productive. I have to take breaks and I have to step away from my computer. I have to do something that it could even be cooking something that you've never cooked that you're like, oh, this looks amazing. Right. But it lets my mind reset and clear. So I actually have more creative thoughts or more. Gosh, I think I know an an idea that I could apply here. You know, creative problem solving, if you will. So I think that's super important. And like you said, what's like, why is life worth living if we're not going to find things that make us happy and bring us joy and we're excited about, you know? And so I think too many of us settle for just a routine instead of saying, wow, I would really just love to really live my life, you
1: know? And that, that joy spills over into other aspects of your life. And then you say, oh, you know, maybe I can start taking that class to yeah. learn how to do this, to start yeah. that business or, you know, whatever it is. And yeah. like it's just so important though, to work smarter, not harder. It's, yeah. it's, it's proven you need to chunk things down. So yeah. what you need to do is you need to maybe only work for an hour, 90 mm-hmm. minutes max, but you've got to take that half an hour break. And that's where, and if you're a pet lover, this is the best thing. If you're yeah. a pet, go play with your pet for half an hour. For me, Max is looking at me usually underneath my desk, going a "little woof," and and yeah. we go outside and we just get yeah. that fresh air. We take a walk, and when mm-hmm. you take that walk, ooh, all, it's amazing how many creative uh, ideas come in Absolutely. when you're breathing that oxygen. So you've got to work smarter, not harder. I've mm-hmm. learned that. You've got to work, though. I mean, it's not going to come if you don't right. do something. But yeah. like you said, you didn't have to work every single step of the day. Chunk it down and. Get a lot done in that hour. So let me ask you about this,
0: because you've obviously started and stepped into many new things in your life. And you talked earlier about, you know, we have to recognize the opportunities. And to your point, we can all rationalize away why sometimes something like your um, opportunity to go to the Olympics, you know, uh, in the 90s, you could have just said, oh, well, now my life's kind of established and oh, I'm too old, right? You could have convinced yourself not to do it. But fortunately, you knew that that was such a, had been such a big goal or dream of yours that you said, you know what? No, I'm going to, I'm going to do everything I can to try to make it happen since I've been presented with this opportunity. But I think too many of us say, no, 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 I can't right now. And so we kind of, we don't do it. And then later we might keep asking like, well, what if we, I'd said, yes. So what can you tell us about stepping into these new things? Like, how are you able to do that and then keep stepping into new things? Because I think a lot of us let fear or worry or something else, like we're not sure how it's, what are the steps going to look like? So we, we just don't even take a step.
1: You know, I've learned all my life. I mean, we've all failed, even some of the biggest athletes, some of the biggest people and some of the people in your life, they've failed, but how fast did they get up and take, like I was talking about earlier, how fast did they get up and start taking a step? Mm-hmm. Heck, when I was, I did, I rode horses for a short, um, I took, um, uh, English riding lessons. So it was uh-huh. jumping and it was a foggy night and the horse spooked as we went into this corner mm-hmm. with the fog and the lights and he threw me, um, my trainer was there. And so mm-hmm. she kind of got him and said, no, no, no. And then said, Lisa, get up there. No, no, no. You're, you're getting on there and riding that horse again. Yeah. I mean, you've got to get back up and, you know, try it again because you can't let that Get that fear out of there right away. Right. They don't want that creeping in. Don't think about it. Right. Um, you know, and if something happens when I'm even when I'm at dance lessons, they'll twirl me around in, in the opposite direction and said, okay, do over, let's, you know, do it again. It's just mm-hmm. do something for a second, but don't think about it, don't dwell it on it too long. But yeah. how do you keep doing things? I just find I find something that I, I love. Or I, or maybe I didn't know I loved it, but I start doing right. it. Next thing you know, you just like I said, I, all of a sudden I started doing dog agility. Uh-huh. All of a sudden I started doing ballroom dancing. All of a sudden we're making flip flops and t-shirts and beach towels for Hula Girl right. instead of the cocktails. Although that's was the original intent to do the cocktails yeah. again, yeah. but here we are doing fashion and and people are loving it. You know, we're trying to make something iconic and and fabulous, you know, and not brutally expensive. And oh my God, prices are going so high these days. It's just being positive, Mm -hmm. always, always surrounding yourself as best you can with people are where you want to be. Right. Um, So even when I, you know what I mean? Surrounding yourself with like-minded people. Uh, try to stay away from the negative people. Sometimes that's tough in life, especially if it's like maybe a partner or a spouse, but try to stay away from the negative people. Uh, Talk to the people that are doing, that are wanting to move in the same direction as you. You can have a set of different friends, you know, than, you know, your partner, you know, and you can still be close and have an awesome relationship and sharing those things together that you've done differently is good you know so it, it it's don't be afraid of that either you've got uh-huh. to keep you've got to really step out and you've got to find a coach or a mentor if yeah. if, you can't, if you can't find a group of people sometimes maybe you might find a a positive uh-huh. facebook group of women entrepreneurs and right. that have already done things or maybe you go to a seminar you know and you and there's like all these speakers Um, there and maybe one resonates with you and maybe have an hour podcast that you can listen to and, 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 and create those, those creative juices going and something, and that's going to spark you or inspire you to do something. But if you're Mm. not, if you're just sitting in a room, not doing anything, you have to go out. I know it's been COVID and it's hard to get out, but there's still ways to get out there. You can still listen to podcasts. You can, I mean, and it's opening up, yeah. it's way opening up even here in California, you can go out and do things now. So you've got to step out and just take that step mm-hmm. and create that vision board because you can yeah. go, you know, what did I really want to do? Oh, I want to go to Hawaii. You've, I've, I've never been to Hawaii. I want to go to Hawaii. Right. Okay. Well, you want to go to Hawaii? What is it that you have to do to get there? Okay. And you just Get some steps. You just figure it you will figure yeah. it out, but you have to take that first step towards that goal, whether yeah. it's for fun or for business. That's right.
0: Yeah, and I say to people all the time, you know, let's say as an example, whether it's the trip they want to take or start a podcast, I get it. It seems like a lot of steps. Write all the steps you think are in your way, right? Just write them all down, or that you have to get done. That's a great list to have because now it's out of your mind and it's on your paper. Now look at that list and decide what's the one or two things that I could actually do without doing the rest of the things mm-hmm. because we get stuck in all the overwhelm of, Oh my gosh, but I have to have a website. I have to have a, this, and I have to do this. And I don't know how to edit. And there's people that can help you with all those things. And like you said, there's even free groups for a lot of that or free. There's YouTube videos. There's short t- tutorials. Yes. You can save time by hiring people and you probably will have to hire someone at some point. But the point is, is you can do so many things. You could report record a podcast. I mean, it's the same. It's just an audio file. Doesn't mean you have it published everywhere yet. But in other words, we keep looking at all the things instead of what's the one thing, like you said. What's the one little action I could take today that will help me get closer to this big goal I have? You know, could I save five dollars today towards my trip if that's what they want to do? So I hundred percent agree with you. It's about just saying what's my goal and how do I get around other people that have done this already and that are doing it and that. Maybe, you know, I think it's important to get around people that are ahead of you, but also get in that round of people that are walking through what you're walking through, whether it's an entrepreneur or starting, whatever it is, you know, or, or there's meetups, right? If you're solo and wanting to go do some neat thing by yourself and you don't have someone to go with you, that's okay. There's so many people looking to do the same thing as you, you know, and I think that's important.
1: There's millions of people out there and it yeah. you know, it takes one yeah. or two sometimes to to do whatever it is that you want to do, or to like you said, to meet up, or to yeah. I, I meet people all the time, and it's like, wow. And I, thank God we struck up this conversation because you know, maybe I shared something with them that right. is beneficial, you know, to help them with their parent in a nursing home, or maybe mm-hmm. I found somebody that reinvigorated. to speaking of podcasts, that was one of my ideas and things yeah. of monetizing my dog Max, and I actually even recorded an intro. But sometimes there's too many things, right? And so I had to prioritize. So sometimes you need to make that list. Maybe you're one of these creative people and you have lots of ideas. Yeah. Well, write down those 25 things and let's only look at these three. And when when you get these three done, or maybe when you get one done, you can replace one of these down here with one up there, you know, and and start looking at again. So, I mean, I'm one of those people that I can kind of start thinking of too many things. And Me so sometimes too. I just have to put it in the back seat. It's, you know, it's, it's still there. Captured. I still want to do a podcast for right. Max Carigold, but you know, it's coming out there. That's right. You can't do it all at
0: one time, but you can still do all the things you want to do at some point, to some level, you know. And I had my podcast microphone, and I have, I still have a business with my mom, but it's in a different space. But uh, that started years ago. But I wasn't expecting to take. I'd been working for myself, expecting to take a full time gig a couple of years ago that I've stepped out of now. But I bought my microphone that's sitting on my desk right here five years ago, knowing I was going to do a podcast. But life happened and it changed, you know, kind of that route that we don't expect. So it sat on my desk and I didn't start the podcast till 2021. You know, well, I started, I guess I started working on the idea in 2020, at the end of 2020. But the point is, is just because it took me longer than expected, because some things changed doesn't mean I wasn't still going to do it. The season just wasn't, the timing wasn't right. Exactly. And same, I've started several books that I plan to release, um, probably late this, you know, fall this year and then into next year. They have been on my list and I've started them, but other things came before it, you know, whereas yours was the books and later will be some of the other stuff. So that's okay. Cause you, like you said, you can't do it all at once or do it well, because, you know, as you learned from the books, Sometimes you have to align with the people that can help you so that you can actually get it out there and get the sales or the podcast, you know, get the exposure, get on other shows. So I think that's important uh, to let people know that. So what else would you want to share with us just about your journey and your five rings of success? Like, what do you find at the end of the day? besides people taking action and just having a vision for what they want to go after and being willing to step through that fear or whatever it is to just say like, I'm going to try, I'm just going to keep learning and growing and try. What else might you share with us?
1: Um, Two huge things that have been, um, there's lots of things, but two more huge things that have been uh, a plus in my life is visualization. Mm -hmm. And then also just the power of positivity or that positive self-talk to yourself, because if you tell yourself you can't, mm-hmm. you can't. And if right. you tell yourself you can, you can or will.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I it's so I I it's just so important. So yes. if, if you I I can't even I don't know, I'm getting because I'm just thinking of some things that have happened recently, and it's like you can, you just need to combat that negative thinking that's mm-hmm. going on. So for me, the visualization techniques that I'd learned um through it when i was pitching cuz so i was a pitcher and mm-hmm. i was pitching and you're in that crucial moment it's full count bases loaded and you've got to get that strike in there i even learned how to visualize even with my eyes open but i might even just turn my back for half a second and just shut my eyes and i could visualize and see that strike being thrown and it just gives you that confidence I've done it so many times that I'd see it I could just do it right then and there, and the next thing you know bam, it's right there, strike now yeah. if the person hit it or whatever, kudos to them, they were better than my pitch that moment, right. but I had done it so many times even into my brain that I knew I could do it, mm-hmm. and that's almost with everything. goodness, right, gracious, right. these days i'm dreaming about. <sighs> <laughs> I'm visualizing dancing and doing stuff. or But yeah. visualization is so important mm-hmm. in any skill, whether you want to be a speaker or a podcaster, you need to right. see yourself do it. You need to See yourself going out and buying that mic and that, right. um, you know, thing. If you haven't done it yet, you just need to visualize those things. And, and when you're sitting, when it's sitting there in front of you, you knew, you knew that it was going to happen. Still, right. it may be happening right this second. But right. that mic is sitting on my desk for a reason. And you mm-hmm. were visualizing it, even if it's, it was just internalizing inside of you. And, and right. it's okay that it took a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, the most important is just being. Positive self-talk to yourself is just right. so important because we tell ourselves deeply in our yes. subconscious mind, if you tell yourself that you are going to start that business or you're going to, you know, you're gonna set that goal and you're gonna positively talk to yourself that oh, mm-hmm. I want to make ten thousand dollars a month, um, yeah. you're gonna, you know, you're gonna do maybe you only make to eight, but Heck, if you hadn't have set that goal and told yourself that you can do it, um, you might not even got to the eight. You might've only got to a thousand. If we're talking, you know, somebody that's in a business, you know, world or something. So you've got to constantly take action and sometimes just simple steps, one step at a time, talking positively, leading that positive lifestyle, hanging around positive people that build you up, that empower you. Um, you can empower yourself, but sometimes it helps. Sometimes to get a little fluff and a little positivity from others out there because you can't do it alone. We all need a little help sometimes. Yeah, I I
0: so much agree with that. I mean, I think you know you you do have to keep working on that that negative you know negative feelings or thoughts in your head because we all have them and we just some of us have done it long enough where they come a lot less than others. You know, because we're aware of them and we've done some of the work to minimize them, if you will, but they still come, right? And so I think it is important. I just actually wrote something the other day that was saying, it's not, first, you have to recognize you're having the thought, right? The the negative self subconscious or conscious feelings, but in your mind that you may be not speaking aloud, write them down and ask yourself, are these really true? I mean, is this just part of the story? And then what stories do you have or memories or facts that tell a different side of that story about yourself, right? Like some people think, oh, well, I'm juggling, you know, like taking care of your mom and then, you know, being a wife and being a business owner. And you you were feeling guilty because you were going to do something that maybe would make her feel bad. But once again, you're an amazing daughter, right? And yet that one little thing was making you feel this certain way. And so when you finally spoke it, you realized, of course, I'm sure she was very happy that you were doing this and you found this connection to your father. But this is how we have to kind of get those things to the light. And then we have to understand that this is just one little bit of truth or not truth, but there's so much more that, you know, makes it, I mean, it's better that we could be telling ourselves. And then also belief in self. It's not just not saying negative self-talk and not just being positive. Those are very important. And I think it's an everyday thing we have to work on, you know, filling ourselves up with things that are positive and uplifting around us, but belief in self. I've talked to so many entrepreneurs and they say, it was when I went from trying something to really believing that I could create this to become an income positive thing that they it shifted for them. Like they were doing almost the same thing yesterday and then today something changed with them and they they knew financially they had to make it work, but they finally believed like, no, this is going to work. Like I'm going to make it happen in in within a week or weeks sometimes they're like, oh, I did, right? But there was a shift right in how what they believed about themselves or what they believed about how they could make money themselves. And then the other thing I just add is commitment to self. So, and I'm sure being an um, an athlete and all the things you've done, this is true. But even with the podcast, so many people quit after seven episodes, right? That, that's just the magic number. And so knowing that if you're going to start something, for instance, businesses are the same way, not seven weeks or months, but you know what I mean? Like they, a lot of people uh, don't continue. Commit to yourself that you're going to, Keep at it for a year, two years, whatever it might be. I mean, it has to be manageable for you. You know, some people it's one episode a week or a month. Okay. Well, if you can commit to that, commit to it, but commit to yourself, not to how many reviews you get or how many downloads or how many listeners, because that takes time to build to large numbers if ever, but even then you can have impact with small numbers. But if you commit to yourself to do it because you know, it takes time to build and takes time. It's about consistency. And I know you talk about persistence and consistency, but I think that's really important too, is you have to commit it to yourself because if you let those outside factors, like how many people commented or how many people liked it, you're going to feel so defeated at some point that you're going to want to quit and you're not going to continue with your good work.
1: Yeah. You just, it is just everything, everything to do with mindset, everything about yeah. positive meaning, persistent, confident, dedicated, positive attitude. I mean. Just working smarter, not harder, so that you don't kill yourself. You know what I mean. Trying right. to get to your goal because if you burn out, that's right. not going to help you either. Yeah. So it's building endurance, building the muscles, having that focus. You yeah. know, focus and not getting distracted by the phone. Mm. Um, yeah. Turn that off. I. That's the one technology. I mean, I have watches, and I'm not wearing one, as you can see. But um, I have not gotten the. Apple watch, because, mm-hmm. or I don't know if there's other ones out there, but I see people We're in a meeting and mm-hmm. it's on silent, but they feel right. that vibrator and they look at it. Yep. Yep. And when you lose focus in something, it takes a good 10 minutes to get focused. And you've lost that time okay. to, you know, to chunk down and do that. So focus is so important mm-hmm. not to get distracted. I literally took all, of, I thought I turned it off, but I did turn it off, but unfortunately it rang on my darn computer but I removed all the phones I unplugged yeah. the fax machine yep. I, I I you know I silenced you know notifications it's like yep. you know because I don't want to be distracted for what am I doing with you right, right. now Absolutely. you're my focus, you're my yeah. focus. that's right
0: 100 percent agree and I mean I have that same challenge in my household you know with with three teenage or college age sons and a husband you know every we all most of us are on our phones too much right or we check it too much And it's an issue in my house too. You know, I'm kind of like, I think I'm talking to someone and I want their full attention and I don't get it always, right? Because we are so used to thinking it's okay and it's normal and acceptable to let our phones distract us. And, you know, I try to keep saying that's not acceptable to me, right? That's not your full respect. And so, but this is our society. We have to do a better job. It's just like you talk about, or you don't, but I mean, we talk about a society. You're at dinner with someone, significant other coworker or a, you know, a colleague or friends, put the phone aside for the most part. You know what I mean? Like we just have to do a better job of being present, right? With the people we're with. So
1: yes, mm, live in the so moment, good. live yes. in the moment for sure. Because for so many reasons, you never know when somebody's going to be there.
0: Right.
1: And on that note, make sure you tell whoever it is that you love, that you love them today. Yeah. Don't wait. You don't know what's going to happen and no regrets, no regrets on anything, sense. whether it's business fun people. Absolutely. Mm,
0: so I'm so there with you. All right, Lisa, how can people connect with you online and learn about and buy your books and catch up with you online?
1: I have a website. It's lisashaber.com. But I also have another cute little thing it's called meetlisa360.com and I need to update that a little bit but most everything's there but meetlisa360.com and so if you want to connect with me on Facebook there'll be a Facebook link there if you want to if you're a Twitter person there's there if you're a LinkedIn person it's there so it's a great way to whichever fashion that you want, or if you want to go straight to the website, or if you want to learn about the five rings of success, or if you want to learn about the books, um, meet lisa360.com or lisashaber.com. Those would be awesome ways to mm. connect. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you for sharing your journey with us today
0: and all of your insight and wisdom. And I wish you all the success with the book series and everything else you're doing in Hulu Girl. It's a beautiful brand, so I'm sure it will do very well.
1: Uh, Thanks again for being with us. So much. Thank you so much for having me. I just loved it. Thank you.
0: As I wrap up today's episode, I just want to share a quick idea and excerpt from the book Dream Big by one of my favorite authors, Bob Goff. He says, make a list of your ambitions. I have a foam core board in my office that is divided into 16 squares. Each one of these represents an ambition of mine. I'm crystal clear about what I'm focusing my attention on. I know what I want, why I want it, and what I'm going to do about it. If a new opportunity comes my way, I decide whether it's worth adding another square on the board or whether I'll pass on it. You could have three squares or 30. The trick is to know why it made the list or didn't. Oh, I love this idea and I love the exercise, the visual of seeing that and getting really clear on those visions, those dreams you have and why you have those dreams, and if something else deserves to be up there with those big, hairy, audacious goals of yours. So get to it, whether, you know, and I think the thing is seeing it regularly reminds you, right, instead of getting stuck in the day-to-day, stuck in the weeds, we see past the forest, right, or past the trees, beyond the forest to our big vision. And I think that's so important. Keep it top of mind. And I think you'll go far with that. And just to wrap up today's episode, I'm just going to share a couple highlights with you. So here we go. Success is not a straight line. You have to be able to shift. You need to seek joy. You need to have purpose and you need to chase after that. We need to keep moving forward, but we also need to take breaks. We need to work smarter, not harder, and chunk things down into manageable steps. We need to be willing to step into new opportunities and not be afraid of failure from holding us back. We also need to, you know, write down those creative ideas we have and we need to be able to prioritize them, much like Bob Goff shares with us how he does it. And then what is it you're struggling to accomplish and how or who can help you along the way to reach those goals sooner? Until next time, I hope you have a beautiful day. If today's show got you pumped about building your online traffic so you can grow your business, let's celebrate! Pop over and leave a review. Tell us what you loved about today's episode or share this with a friend who's ready to grow next level. Come network with other entrepreneurs, authors, speakers, coaches, and podcasters at my Facebook group to take your business to the next level. Or head on over to kristenfitch.com to find out more about my online growth system.